On episode 76 of the High Performance Leadership Podcast, care fronting and structure. Good coaching is you're kicking somebody in the rear end and got your arm around them at the same time. You're listening to the High Performance Leadership Podcast, insights and information from world-class leadership experts. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Randy Lane. On today's episode, we're listening back to two nuggets of wisdom Dr. Roger Allen gave at a recent 360 Solutions conference. Dr. Allen is a show regular. You can hear more from him in episodes 60 and 71. A little on his background, Dr. Allen is a psychologist. He's helped organizations like Coach Leatherware, IBM, and Ford. He co-wrote the High Performance Leadership Framework. That's the foundation for the 360 Solutions curriculum. When it comes to organizational design, he literally wrote the book. The first clip I'm going to play for you is about how to build trust with leaders through sometimes being blunt or honest. Dr. Allen calls it carefronting. Let's have a listen. Good coaching is you're kicking somebody in the rear end and got your arm around them at the same time. And somehow, because we have to have a relationship of trust in order to give people feedback, right? If you have no relationship of trust, it's going to be pretty hard to give this person feedback. But if we have high trust, if I've done some things to be very supportive of him and he knows that I want him to be successful in his role as CEO of this organization, then I'm going to be pretty blunt with him at some point and say, hey, I've got to give you some feedback. Can I give you some feedback? The, the first step, trust building precedes problem solving. Trust building precedes problem solving. Now, sometimes you build trust by being honest. I mean, there are some people that your credibility goes up when they know that you're going to be honest with them, when they know that you're going to be straight with them. You just got to be real honest with him and say, hey, let me share a concern that I have. I call it confronting or even carefronting. Let me, let me give you some feedback. Let me tell you what I see. Let me tell you how I see your employees reacting. Let's think about, and here are the consequences that I see. This is the behavior that I see. This is the consequences that I see and the concerns that I have about that behavior. Can we talk about it? What do you think? And it may take a little time for him to become open to it. I'm going to get it out on the table and we're going to have a, going to have a conversation about it. Real common is the company that espouses a particular philosophy, but they don't live it. We did a redesign, this was many years ago, and there were about seven of us as design consultants redesigning all of manufacturing. I mean, we're talking about, this is a big organization, right? And we talked about, as part of the design process, we talked about what we're talking about now, their core ideology. Well, one of their core pieces of core ideology was we value our people, we want to collaborate, we want to think of everybody as equal in the business. And yet, when we dug and pressed and kind of pushed them a little bit, what they began to admit and realize was, no, in the back of our minds, we think of research and development as superior to manufacturing. You know, that was a hidden belief that was contrary to the stated value of collaboration. They couldn't truly execute this value of collaboration, be a collaborative organization, as long as that belief was festering in the background. And so part of what you do is you begin to surface those discrepancies and you talk to them about it. And that's part of the helping them articulate their strategy. (laughs) 
All right, and now clip two has to do with structure. In episode 71, Dr. Allen talked about core process. In the most basic sense, it's the steps or work an organization takes to actually make money. Immediately following core process, Dr. Allen has organizations look at their structure. Basically, who's in charge of what, who reports to who, and who's ultimately responsible. Let's hear what Roger has to say. Structure has to do with how we organize people, how we organize people around core business processes. And it's more than just box charts. It includes box charts, but it, you know, it can actually get fairly complex itself as well. But again, there are a set for most businesses that you're working with, there are a set of questions that you can ask to begin to help them begin to think about how they are organized. And there are questions related to how do you group people? You know, and how do you divide people into departments? And how many layers of organization do you have? And what is the span of control of your average supervisor, your average manager? How is that working for you? The way you're organizing people to fulfill this core process, how is it working? You know, tell me about your structure and what's working and what isn't working, what concerns you have. And it's likely that they'll start talking about specific personalities. You know, which gives you an opportunity later to set yourself up as, you know, to do some coaching, but also skill development and some training. You know, right now, we're not just talking about the personalities, but let's talk about the structure itself and how it's working. And in a small business, it may be fairly simple and it may be fairly straightforward, or they may have some concerns that they need to talk about the organization of departments and how you group people. And, you know, in truth, there are a lot of different ways of grouping people. In larger organizations, people can be grouped around functions. That's the traditional, right? That's the traditional organization, but we can also group people around processes. We can group people around customer segments. We can group people around territory. And again, most of the time, you're not going to be working with large organizations that have to be making those decisions. It's more like we are an office staff. How do we organize ourselves to do our work? You know, what does Betty do? What does Jim do? What does... You know, how clear are their roles and responsibilities? Do people know what they're supposed to be doing? How well are they working together to accomplish? But that's what we're talking about when we talk about structure. We're talking about how we organize people to accomplish our core work. And again, the, the basic questions are what's working? How do you do it? What's working? What isn't working? How well is it, is it aligned to your strategy? Might there be other possibilities that you have considered that might serve you better, that might work better for you? How well defined are roles and responsibilities within the organization? You know, do you have tension? Do you have conflict from one organization to another? And might that be in part how organization has been structured? So I'm just you know, thinking of questions off the top of my head that as I'm doing a simple assessment of structure, those are the kind of questions that I would begin to ask them. What am I doing? I'm trying to get them to think more deeply about their organization, what's going well, where there are opportunities to make improvements. So one of the questions of structure is how do we, how do we design a structure? How do we create a structure? How do we make the structure of organiza our organization collaborative? You know, because that's what we're wanting to accomplish. People same line of sight, accomplishing the same vision, the same goals, you know, what kinds of things can we do so that people are collaborating rather than competing with each other? And some of the changes that you make are more formal and some of them are more informal. 
You know, some of them have to do with the values and the way we communicate and the way we respect people and treat people and it comes back to our core ideology or it comes back to culture. So oftentimes as we do assessment, we have people draw their current organization and then we'll talk to them about you know, what are the strengths and what are the weaknesses of this organization as you see it. And then we'll talk about role structures for senior leaders, for middle management, for supervisors, for core work, what kind of things do they do? What are their basic responsibilities? What they spend most of their time doing? So we just try to look at what do we do at a senior management level? What do we do at a middle management, at a supervisor, at a core worker? And, I, and then part of what we do when we do assessment is I have them draw an organograph. And an organograph is how this organization really works. And if I had some overheads, I could show you. We've got some really good examples of that. But it's different than the organizational chart. You have your traditional organization chart, which is what we typically think of when we think about structure. An organograph is how things really work around here. And people become, well, divide people into small groups and have them work or even start individually, have them work on an organograph and then get with others and kind of combine their thinking and, you know, um, eventually come out with something that people can agree upon that really is a diagram of how things really work, which really gives them a creative way of thinking about their organization because they're no longer thinking about it so much in terms of silos and different functions. They're thinking about it more in terms of flow. Thanks for listening to the High Performance Leadership Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. Every little bit helps. Our website is hpleadershippodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hpleadershippodcast. Follow us on Twitter at hpl underscore podcast. And shoot us an email at podcast at 360solutions.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.